The Chicago White Sox won two of three against the Minnesota Twins this past weekend. Dylan Cease almost made history, and the Chicago White Sox are playing noticeably different baseball. Lots of fireworks on Friday and dramatics that might have helped bring this team closer. Will the shift in energy make its way out west? White Sox battle the Seattle Mariners tonight with Lance Lynn on the hill. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked on White Sox. Thank you for making Locked on White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What a weekend it was on the south side. Dylan Cease bolstered his Cy Young chances while the Minnesota Twins give us more reasons to despise them. There seems to be a different attitude, a different energy as Miguel Cairo continues to lead the White Sox. State of the Sox, they are 67 and 67. Two games back in the AL Central, chasing the Cleveland Guardians with 28 games left on the schedule. Happy Labor Day. Uh, Not the way we wanted the weekend to end, but it was still a positive series. Uh, Sox lost to the Minnesota Twins on Sunday, 5-1. We'll get into that game, but Definitely want to talk Friday and Saturday first. Uh, You know, Sox were looking for the sweep, especially after Saturday's lopsided and almost historical game. Uh, But what a weekend it was. Uh, Sox win the series and gain some ground on Cleveland. Uh, Back-to-back series wins uh, for the White Sox. And there's definitely a different vibe with the Sox these days. I'm wondering if you feel it as well. Sox are in Seattle now for three games uh, before heading to Oakland. Uh, The West Coast has always been tough uh, for our White Sox. Uh, Seattle, good ball club, 76 and 58. Uh, They helped us out over the weekend, beating up on Cleveland. Now the Sox have to regroup and lock horns with a very tough team on the West Coast. Lance Lynn, the bearded beast, takes the ball Monday night. Uh, A few notes uh, to get to uh, before we start getting into Friday's action. Uh, Got some information from James Fegan of The Athletic. 
Uh, he tweeted some stuff out about Garrett Crochet. Remember him? Uh, he was in Chicago throwing from 45 feet, playing some catch. Uh, he said preparing as a starter is mostly about mindset. Last year, he was uh, talking to fellow relievers about their routine so he could be effective in the pen. This year, he's talking to starters. Uh, sometimes I completely forget that he is in the organization and what he what he can bring to this team and how much we really miss him uh, coming out uh, in late in late innings especially so hopefully speedy recovery uh, for crochet uh, Luis Robert was on paternity leave for the first two games of the twin series uh, he was available for Sunday's game uh, he did not start we're hearing uh, that he is very likely to see action uh, Monday night against the Mariners. Hey, let's start on Friday. That was a wild, wild game. Uh, Friday night, Sox beat the Twins 4-3. to Sox actually won the first game of a series. Uh, it was an opener game. Uh, we didn't quite realize it until uh, moments, minutes, uh, maybe an hour, uh, I guess, uh, before uh, Friday's game. Uh, Joe Kelly uh, got the nod instead of Davis Martin. And it was an interesting decision. Uh, the opener, uh, the Sox have used it a few times, but are definitely not a team that has actively been using it like the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so Joe Kelly, who has struggled this year quite a bit, uh, especially recently, uh, he got the nod and it did not go well. Uh, he pitched only an inning, gave up two hits, two earned runs, a couple of walks, uh, two strikeouts. He threw 34 pitches, which is a ton for Joe Kelly. Uh, and his ERA sits at 7.45. So Davis Martin comes after uh, uh, Joe Kelly. And, and the Sox are in a 2 nothing hole uh, early on. And it's the first game of the series. And you start getting that feeling. But this is a different Chicago White Sox team. So Davis Martin, who was supposed to start, he comes in. He goes five innings, three hits, zero earned runs, a walk, and a couple of strikeouts. Outstanding performance from Martin. And then Lopez and Lambert uh, pitched in that game. Sacks offense, uh, four runs, 11 hits, two extra base hits. Uh, you have Grandal with an enormous home run in the eighth inning to tie the game up at that point. Uh, runners in scoring position. Sacks were two for seven. Uh, Grandal was two for four uh, with two RBI. So a lot of drama towards the end of this game. Minnesota reliever Lopez. Uh, boy, he's got some emotional stuff going on with him. He hit Andrew Vaughn. Uh, in the left shoulder in the ninth inning, uh, that created a bench-clearing moment. Now, Andrew Vaughn has been hit a few times high on the body. That one moment a couple weeks ago uh, where it hit off his shoulder, ricocheted into his face. He, mi he missed some playing time from that. Uh, he gave Lopez kind of a look. Uh, like, what are you doing? You know, why are you pitching that high? Like, what, what's going on with you? Lopez took offense to it, started barking back at him. Um, bench is clear. The charge uh, seemed to be initiated by Lance Lynn as he was very vocal. Uh, after things settled down, Abreu, with the bases loaded, appeared to get a, a hit by a pitch that would have uh, ended the game. The call was overturned. It was a foul ball. It hit off the knob 
and then Abreu moments later with an infield hit that couldn't be handled cleanly by Minnesota and uh, Sacks win. And I think Lopez might have poked the bear a little bit, you know, knocked the hornet's nest. Uh, Sacks were fired up. Miguel Cairo in people's faces. Uh, you, it was a very interesting shot. Uh, I think NBC Sports Chicago might have got it of just three or four pitchers for the White Sox, just chests out, all in a line, ready to go to action. And apparently it was all uh, started by Lance Lynn. This is what Miguel Cairo had to say uh, on Friday's game. That's what a playoff atmosphere looks like. The fire, the willingness to go out there and compete and perform. That's 27 outs right there. And that's what we talk about in the clubhouse. Uh, on his exchange with Rocco uh, Baldelli, uh, this is what Cairo said, I want to protect my player. When I saw him coming over here, he was protecting his players. Of course, I'm going to go protect my players. Uh, and during the game, in that moment, uh, Steve Stone had a great line. He basically said, I don't think Rocco wants any piece of Miguel Cairo. There's an energy. There is a different vibe on the south side with this group. One out away, folks. Just one out from history. Dylan Cease uh, put on an unforgettable performance on Saturday. I'm going to tell you why he has no regrets. Uh, more on that in a moment. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. How about Saturday? Wow. Dylan Cease, a guy that I never thought would be coming close to throwing a no-hitter. Not because he doesn't have the stuff. We know he's got the nastiest stuff, uh, but he throws a lot of pitches. There will be games where he will have 70 pitches after four innings, and there's just no way that he's going to be able to last the nine innings. Uh, but Minnesota clearly had a plan. Dylan Cease talked about it in, in all of the different interviews he did after the game Saturday and even on Sunday, it was clear Minnesota was going to attack him early. That kept the pitch count down for Dylan Cease. And here we were, one out away from history. Uh, Luis arise for the Minnesota Twins, uh, breaks up the no-hitter with two outs in the ninth. 
Arise, no slouch, uh, leading the American League in average, right up there in hits. Uh, Dylan Cease obviously handled him fairly well throughout the game, as he did with everybody else, uh, pitching a no-hitter. Exciting, tense stuff. The thing I also loved about Dylan Cease is he came off the mound after the eighth inning, uh, you know, amping the crowd up that were already on their feet. And and he he let the the fans kind of into his uh, mental space of, I'm excited about this. I know what's going on. Let's break the fourth wall. Let you in. Get excited for this. This is fun. This is baseball. Uh, And that was great to see. Uh, Cease went, of course, nine innings, one hit, zero earned runs, two walks, only seven strikeouts uh, through 103 pitches. And his ERA now sits at 2.13 with Justin Verlander uh, for the Houston Astros on the IL. You're wondering now if Dylan Cease can put a few more of these performances together. Uh, Maybe leapfrogs Verlander in that Cy Young conversation right now. Uh, So the big talk was, well, Dylan Cease, how how come he didn't just walk uh, a rise and maybe pitch to a right-handed batter and uh, Cease answered those questions and I give him a lot of credit for his composure and honesty. And he said, you know, it was something we kind of thought about maybe just throwing some nasty sliders, seeing if you would chase, but you know, I wanted to go after him. I wanted to compete. And I love that. You know, you want to take down the, one of the best hitters in the American league uh, ended on that way. Give you a lot of credit for doing it that way. He seems to have no regrets on how he handled it. Uh, Zavala was the catcher. Uh, that was the battery. Some some confidence for Zavala, you got to think, after that uh, as well. And more than enough offense uh, from the White Sox. 13 runs, 13 hits, five extra base hits. Uh, runners in scoring position, Sox were eight for 11. Only three left on base. You had home runs from Jimenez, Gonzalez, uh, and Andrews. Uh, Sacks scored four in the first and then never looked back, tacking on six runs when the Twins put in a position player to pitch in the eighth. Uh, Rocco Baldelli also, you know, took his position player out for another position player, uh, almost kind of icing Dylan Cease as he sat on the bench. Uh, Baldelli, hey, he's got a, he doesn't want to get no hit. So he's doing what he's doing there. No talk of it from Dylan Cease, if that was, you know, a major factor uh, by him. But uh, it was an emotional situation. Uh, you know, I, again, I love the intensity from him. He's a guy that, you know, can be, you know, he doesn't really show his emotions sometimes. For So for him to get that jacked up after the eighth and, and you know, he's got his hands, you know, trying to get the crowd into it even more. Uh, it was so fun to see, so fun to watch. Uh, I think he's going to be back. He's going to have that opportunity again. And now he knows he can get there in that situation. Uh, He doesn't necessarily have to strike out double digit guys. Uh, You know, it it was, it was an awesome thing. So after an emotional win on Friday, you know, just refreshing to see the sacks put it to the twins. Uh, And of course, powered by Cease's memorable outing. Uh, This is what Cease had to say. I kind of felt I didn't have my sharpest stuff early. And then once I got to the fifth, I started to have a a better feel. Uh, Their plan was to get to me early and not get to two strikes. It helped me uh, keep my pitch count down for sure. 
We know it's crunch time right now. It's time to bring out the focus and as much intensity as we can. We definitely, uh, we've definitely been locked in. Uh, this was Zavala, of course, the catcher. He's always got a chance to throw a no-hitter, and it just felt different today getting warmed up. It just felt like something was in the air. Uh, asked about uh, the Twins using a position player to pitch the eighth, Miguel Cairo smiled and said he hopes they use one on Sunday too. Love that quote from Miguel Cairo. Sacks coming into Sunday, won four straight games, have managed to get within two games of the Guardians. There's not just a pulse with this team, but a powerful heartbeat. Things are different from everything I read. And of course, you know, you got to maybe read between the lines a little bit. It feels like the restrictor plate has been removed and players are able to play the way they want to play. What are the Sox saying about a momentum shift? This is Liam Hendricks. Some great stuff from him. Quote, this team was put together in a way to be extremely irritating to the opposition. With the personalities that we have, with the way we play the game in here, I said in spring training that I think we would be the most hated team in baseball because of it. And we haven't shown any lick of that throughout the course of the year. That's me included. Everyone's got a little more pep in their step. This is who we are. We need to embrace who we are instead of trying to be that stoic, old-timey baseball player. Show some emotion. Get angry and piss everybody off. Wow. I mean, that's telling stuff from Liam Hendricks about how things are different now with Miguel Cairo. Uh, speaking of Miguel Cairo, this is what he has to say. They're just having fun right now. The game should be played like that. Hard, complete. Go out there and give everything you've got and enjoy what you're doing. How about from Romy Gonzalez, who hit his first home run on Saturday? It's been a total shift of energy. We're coming in here and we're excited. We're excited to play and compete and play our best brand of baseball. And we showed that, uh, speaking of Saturday. Wow. After an explosion of runs, the offense fell flat on Sunday. But I'm going to tell you why the Sox will bounce back. More on that in a moment. So Sunday, a bit of deflating uh, pitching and defense. Uh, defense was spotty again. Uh, Lucas Giolito on the hill. Last six starts against the Twins coming into Sunday. 37 innings, 2.68 ERA, 41 strikeouts, and 11 walks. Uh, one start for, uh, versus the Twins this season. That was back in April. Allowed one run on four hits with three walks and nine strikeouts in four innings. Uh, Giolito's previous start uh, before Sunday was August 30th. It was a loss to the Royals. Five and a third innings, six hits, five earned runs, three home runs. Uh, his numbers were better against Minnesota, but still might not have had his sharpest stuff and didn't go probably as deep as he wanted. Uh, first and second, clean innings, just a hit, couple strikeouts, 26 pitches, no home runs in the first and second, which was key. Uh, third, gave up a leadoff single, but it did not uh, really amount to anything. Fourth, Tough inning for Giolito. Twins ended up with the bases loaded, two outs. Uh, and on a one-two count, Giolito got the strikeout to end the inning. Lots of emotion and sweat 
uh, still a 0-0 game at that point. Fifth inning, the Twins, they struck first, a two-run home run from Carlos Correa, and that was it for Giolito. Five innings, six hits, two earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts, that one big home run. Uh, his ERA now at 5.21. He threw 95 pitches. Uh, Jimmy Lambert came into the sixth. Some outfield issues early in the sixth inning. Surprise, surprise. Andrew Vaughn, a first baseman playing left field, and A.J. Pollock in center. Can't figure out who's going to catch the ball. Splits them in left center. And after a wild throwback in, nowhere near the cutoff man, uh, Jake Cave has a leadoff triple. The outfield roulette, uh, different folks in different positions all season long. No chemistry, can't get into a harmony. But how about hitting a cutoff, man? Basic stuff. We see it time and time again. The Sacks team can't do it. Somehow, though, Jimmy Lambert and the Sacks do not allow a run to score. The game stayed at 2 nothing. Seventh inning was Lopez. Eighth inning, Jake Diekman and then Graveman came in. Twins scored on a wild pitch, should have been ruled a pass ball. Sebi Zavala should have had that ball. He just kind of stabbed at it instead of getting his body in front of it. Uh, Vince Velasquez gave up some more runs in the ninth. That was kind of how it went for the bullpen on Sunday. Sacks offense was really doing nothing. And it's not a surprise. Sacks scored 13 runs on Saturday night. There seems to be a tendency for the offense to be flat. Uh, the day after a big game. However, 11 home runs in the last five games. Sacks have had a very good record, of course, when hitting multiple home runs uh, in a game. Wasn't to be on Sunday. Dylan Bundy uh, had been tough on the White Sox. He's got a really good record. Uh, after three innings, Sacks only had two hits, uh, one extra base hit. That was an Andrews double. After six innings, just three hits, five ground outs, seven flyouts, four strikeouts, and a double play. Seventh inning is where really all the action happened. Michael Fulmer is in the game for Minnesota. Sacks had runners on the corners with only one out. A.J. Pollock takes one deep over the right fielder's head, crashes off the wall. One run scored. It's 2-1 Minnesota now. Twins go to the bullpen. You got ACDC's Thunderstruck blaring from the speakers. Still just one out. Runners at second and third for the legend, Larry Garcia. And it was a bunt gone bad. Literally just right back to the pitcher. Easy flip to home. You know, I don't think it was a terrible idea. Uh, with Duran on the mound throwing 100 miles per hour. I don't know what Lurie Garcia was going to do anyway against him. It was just poor execution. And maybe it shouldn't have been Lurie Garcia there, but we've been saying that most of the season. He still gets rolled out there. Uh, just a bad execution if you're going to bunt that way. you got to take it down a line. Uh, after the botched bunt, Romy Gonzalez struck out. Sacks came away with just one run. And that was it. Sacks offense, one run, seven hits, three doubles, zero home runs. And they were two for five with runners in scoring position. Sacks have got the Mariners Monday night, 540 Central Standard Time. It's a big series, but we've got the Bearded Beast on the hill. Uh, I'm thinking the Sacks are going to bring that new energy to the West Coast. I got a feeling this is going to be a different trip. Thank you so much, folks, for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere. 
you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks again for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for the ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in the next episode, I will recap Lance Lynn's outing. Hopefully, be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, go Sox.